0: All right, on April 18th and 19th of this year, Gabriel Wartman carried out one of Canada's deadliest killing sprees beginning in the rural Nova Scotia community of Portapique. Over the course of 13 hours, the gunman took 22 lives and set several buildings on fire. He was eventually shot and killed by a Royal Canadian Mounted Police officer at a gas station. Months later, we're still left with far more questions than answered. And in the new podcast, 13 Hours Inside the Nova Scotia Massacre, a global news team is piecing together exactly what happened and what could have been done to prevent the tragedy
1: a gunman on the loose 22 people dead global reporter sarah ritchie examines one of canada's worst shooting sprees where the hell was everybody 13 hours inside the nova scotia massacre listen now for free wherever you find your favorite podcasts
0: brian hill is a global news investigative reporter he's the head of research for the 13 hours podcast hey brian welcome to the show hi thanks for having me Uh, why did you guys decide to make a podcast about this
1: (laughs) Uh, well I think credit where credit's due Uh, this was definitely the the idea of Sarah Ritchie our uh, anchor out of Halifax and um, and then her producer uh, Alex Kress who works on their their nightly newscast. Mm. and I think that um, really what 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 the 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 idea that underlies this was just the magnitude of the tragedy um, how much it impacted people um in the in the communities that were affected in the province and and beyond that and then really just the inability to tell that kind of story in in a nightly newscast right and so um that's really where the impetus for this project came from Uh, and and from that point forward i think that the mission has been to tell this story, to, to unravel what happened, to begin to explain and answer hopefully some of those questions and to really tell the stories of the people who were affected most, um, the, the people whose uh, lives were taken and, and the family members who are left grieving.
0: Brian, I, I when I think about trying to t- when I think about trying to tell this story, I think, oh my gosh, this story is so massive. there's so there's so many moving pieces. there's so many people involved. there's so many victims involved. there's so many police involved. Like it goes on and on and on. I think I. I, th- I I would have to think as someone who has been a storyteller for 30 years, like in my head, I'm thinking, where do you even start with it? I mean, and you know, and that's it. You have to find a starting point. So I thought it really interesting when you guys decided to break it down by hour. Uh Was that kind of the thought of, you know, in part of how the hell do we tell this story? Because there's so much. If we do it this way, we might be able to get through it. Yeah.
1: Well, and, and, and I think time is a really important character in this story, mm. um, so, so there, there's a lot of people involved, and, and I think the place we start is the families and the victims and, the, and the, 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 those people who are left mourning the, the, you know, their loved ones, and that's where we start. But um, obviously there are still things that we just don't know, and, and time was a crucial component of this whole thing so you know when did police first arrive on scene we know 10:26 p.m um on saturday april 18th uh when did the gunman you know when did he leave that scene well now there's some some, some differences on that from what the police originally told us mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and we're reporting on that now. And um, you know, where did he go next? When was the next? When did this happen? Because it it, it happened over 13 hours. It also happened over a significant swath of the province. Yeah. I mean, 150 kilometers or so in multiple locations. Um, I mean, it, it, the gunman was able to evade police using this mock police vehicle. Um, this what police have called a very real lookalike. Um, most people have probably seen the photos yeah. of that. And so it, it's a, it's, an, it's an enormous story um, to tell. There's a lot of components to it, as you've said. Um, and I think going hour by hour as, as best we can is a way of um, just sort of grounding it in that moment and saying this is what we know happened then or this is what we you know the best information we have and then sort of Breaking it down from
0: there. Brian Hill joining us this afternoon you you talk about uh, episode one and uh, starting with the victims and their families tell us about building that relationship and and having them uh, get on board in in some way with this podcast.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah and and I I mean the families uh, throughout this process have been um, incredibly generous and uh, and 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 giving with their time and and obviously their emotions, and so uh, you know Sarah uh, in, in Halifax, Alex in Toronto, uh, myself over the, the course of months have spoken to families. We've written stories about them already, um, and and just they've been very generous in terms of sharing their 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 experiences with their loved ones. And and I mean one of the things we're trying to accomplish too is to just. Um, Tell people who these who the victims were, right? Like as as people, and just on uh, for an example, like in the the web content, the online content that we've got to go along with this. Like we've just got these heartbreaking videos of these people, um, you know, surprise birthday parties. Uh, Mm. Emily Tuck, seventeen years old, she's the Mm. youngest victim killed. You know, playing a fiddle, Um, (laughs) just uh, really now in hindsight watching those videos the, the tremendous loss right it's just uh, it's enormous
0: what have what have you learned About those 13 hours and the days afterwards during your investigation, what have you learned about the people involved, about the way that it was handled? I mean, there's so many questions here. The Mm -hmm. the way that it was handled, um, I always tend to fall back onto, you know, the people, the, the families left behind and their resiliency and their courage. But, you know, what have you learned?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, that, that's certainly a component of this. There's a lot of resiliency in the, in the province and, the, and within those families. I know that they've um, bonded together in many ways, and a lot in in, in this. And they do they, they do speak. Um, I know, we've spoken with their lawyers who are involved in. Uh, the, the the class action uh, lawsuit that's mm-hmm. also been filed against the province and the RCMP, um, you know, and so th- there is a, certainly a sense of um, community there, I think, and and then just you know, but that process is different for everyone. Um, I, I think w- the other thing we've learned is that there's still so much more to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, the RCMP uh, has. Uh, you know not 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 always uh, provided the answers to questions that we're trying to get answered uh-huh. and so so we you know there is this looming public inquiry now um, yes. the, the government initially persisted and and then finally backtracked after this just immense public pressure um, and so you know, there's still just so much more to learn in terms of uh, how the police responded. Why didn't they issue an emergency alert that night? Some of the victims' family members say that would have saved lives. Um, you know, and so why why wasn't that done? Um, all of these sorts of things uh, that that just relate to the to the RCMP's handling of the investigation. Um, you know and even just who the gunman was what could have, were there signs and were there warning signs or there things that could have been done to prevent this and you know it, it sounds like that uh, there probably were
0: yeah you know what Brian there's still lots of questions about him and I mean I think people are still you know yeah. what was it what was that what was that final straw right I mean there's so many things there and um, can you tell us about uh, the first couple of episodes that have dropped? Um, where do they, s- sure. yeah, you tell us about them. What can we expect in them?
1: Sure. So, um, yeah, episode one and two uh, were released today. Episode one, 13 hours, inside the Inside the, Novus, uh, inside the uh, Nova Scotia Massacre. That's the name of the podcast and uh, a, sh- a shattered quiet is the first episode you mm. can find that on globalnews.ca uh, and curious cast as well yeah. um and or anywhere you listen to your podcast um and you can listen for free and you can go online to read the content too but um yeah really we're in the first episode we're introducing the com- community of portepic um you know some beginning to introduce some of the victims uh, we'll introduce more as the series goes on um and then Starting to unravel what happened in those very frantic moments um, after those nine one one calls came in and the police police arrived on scene, and so we're really laying that groundwork and and setting up, um, hopefully setting up people so that they can have a a real, um, you know, an image in their minds of what's happening on the ground Mm -hmm. there. and and, and, you know how police were responding
0: well it's going to be um a fascinating heartbreaking tough to listen to at times series but again i think um as you said there's still so many questions when it comes to what happened and uh, that investigation continues that inquiry continues brian want to thank you for this and uh great work on the project and i look forward to to listening to it thank you for this my pleasure yeah you betcha brian hill joining me this afternoon is a global news investigative reporter so again and i know a lot of you are loving your podcast these days uh it's called 13 hours inside the nova scotia massacre uh and the team piecing together what what happened and maybe what could have been done to prevent the tragedy um as brian mentioned you can get um you can, you can download it anywhere you get uh, your podcasts Apple Podcasts Spotify Google Podcasts uh, you can visit CuriousCast.ca do you have a favorite podcast that you're listening to right now I know our friend uh, Nancy Hicks who's season what season three of Crime Beat uh, just came out and a lot of you had been loving that one as well there's I don't know about you. I mean, sometimes with true crime, um, true crime stories are really fascinating for a lot of people. And I think it's... uh for some of us, it's a it's a look into a, obviously a place where you know most of our minds would never go, or you know inside a place of like how do you how do you piece this all together? I'm reading a book right now uh, about a about a serial killer in Ontario, and it's the same thing, in the in the in the police investigation and and the journalists working to expose the truths and and how things were missed. It's. Anyway, I, I, I always I always love true crime stuff, and I think a lot of you do uh, as well. So you can check that out.